You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. He's got it! Oh, baby! Every week, Travis Kura. That's Greg Cupney, which is a different person. And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Oh, nearly intercepted it is! And it's over! Ready, set, hunt! And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. It's Travis Kura, Sheldon Jones. How's it going, man? going that's it it's going i mean it's just another day as a rough rider fan myself uh it's always good to go to a gray cup and have no uh, stress about your team Looking yeah on the bright side my man well yeah it does take the stress away the whole weekend you just get to have fun uh i know in 2013 i tried having fun but at the same time you're just freaking <laughs> nervous the entire week and you're like Holy, this actually could be happening. And of course, it was super cold in 2013 the whole Oh, week. yes. But, uh, it was. It was. But, yeah, <laughs> no, hopefully this this time around we can just have some fun. And I guess everyone's just hoping for the Bombers not to win. I don't know. <laughs> I know your preferred deep fried food is fish, but I would like to mark a 300 locations of Popeye's Louisiana kitchen across Canada. Did you see this? 300 nuggets. I did. And I've been thinking like the six of us in our group chat, do you think we could actually power through an order? You think so? 100%. Yeah, we probably could. <laughs> I think I'm good we for We had like minimum. WrestleMania or something. <laughs> that I think I'm, I'm good for 75 minimum. How big are Popeye's nuggets? I don't even they're, they're know. They're not that have. big. They're probably like, I don't know, a loony? Because, oh. like, <laughs> I struggle with a 20 piece at McDonald's sometimes. Well, the, yeah, so the Popeye's nuggets yeah. aren't as meaty as the McDonald's one, but. Yeah. I mean, they do have the quality breading on there, and man, it, it's the sauce. What's your dipping yeah. sauce? Oh, it's just, they have some good choices there. The The blackened ranch is probably my favorite, uh, but just the, the buffalo or Louisiana hot sauce or whatever it is, I like that too. I tell you what, if uh, I'm going to eat, you know, 300 of them, I might as well switch sauces the bayou buffalo i'm down with that bold bq i'm down with that blackened ranch i'm down with that buttermilk ranch down with that wild honey mustard down with that sweet heat down with that i'm down with them all man (laughs) there's not many sauces that i don't like like blue is probably the only one that's just disgusting that's probably the only i don't like blue cheese so i can do the blue cheese as long as I know it's blue cheese. Do you know when you go to the <laughs> – you can tell it's the final week of the regular season and there's really not much to talk about. <laughs> when you think yeah. it's ranch and you take oh. a bite and it's blue cheese. <laughs> that, but blue cheese is just disgusting anyway. <laughs> like, 
I even tried the Safeway. They have chips. It's like hot wing and blue cheese. I, I bought it thinking it was hot wings and ranch. I didn't eat it on <laughs> Well, like, I tried one chip and I threw the bag away. Like it's disgusting. <laughs> I'm not that picky of an eater. I I You're I tried Brazilian I tried time. fish at Popeyes, right? <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm definitely not Brazilian Thai. <laughs> this episode of Two It Out brought to you by Connect First Credit Union. Welcome to Super Typical Mega Bank. How can we disappoint you today? Hi, I'd like to open an account. May I pressure you into considering a pro-disadvantage, high-regret, impersonal, everyday inconvenience savings plan with added compounded confusion at no additional discount or apology? It's one of our top disappointers. I feel so... Disappointed? Yeah. Another unsatisfied customer. Next! If your bank makes you feel like this, it's time you talk to us. Connect First Credit Union. Bank on a brighter future. All right, we are into week 21 of the CFL season. Uh, the Edmonton Elks on by, but they're making some signings. They're putting that core together for 2023, including running back Kevin Brown, extended through 2024. Dylan Mitchell, the receiver, extended, I believe he is through 2025. It's kind of a different feeling in in Edmonton. I know it was a tough season. I know there were no home wins. But after Labor Day, when we're seeing these new players that are making an impact on the field, it it gives you a good sense of what you're going to get going into next year. Full training camp, a full season with these guys. I think that'll be pretty exciting. Compare that to Saskatchewan, where (laughs) there isn't really all that much feeling uh, coming out of this year. Maybe it's the... uh, There's lots of feelings. That's true. There's lots of feelings. There is a lot of feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, uh, I guess, go over a little bit here. The team award winners have been announced. It is uh, award season in the CFL. Of course, we're at the stage where... uh, The teams put forward their nominees, then we'll get to the division winners, then we'll get to the league winners going forward here. Some highlights uh, from BC, Nathan Rourke, the MOP, and the MOC. And Sheldon, I actually think the MOC race this year is an intriguing one. Now, even if you just look at the West, so Nathan Rourke from BC Cam Judge in Calgary, Keen Schaefer Baker in Saskatchewan, and Nick Dembski in Winnipeg. With all due respect to Adam Konar, I, I don't think that he'll be winning from Edmonton. But from Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Calgary, and BC, I, I think you can make a case for all of them. Now, if Rourke plays, I don't know, five or six more games, absolutely he's a lock. But yeah. the fact that he only played nine and he's going to be playing this week, it, was it enough to put him in as, as MOC? And there are some solid Canadians here, and I, I think we're going to see some solid Canadians going forward. If Even if you just mention, I think the front runners from the East, Curly Gittens and Tunde Adelike, <laughs> some great Canadian talent showing up in uh, 2022, man. Yeah, I, whoever comes out of the West, I think, is winning. No disrespect to Gittins there and Delicate, but um, I don't. I don't really think Schaefer Baker 
like he had a good a good season, but I don't think it was as great as last year's. Like just because he's a rookie last year, so it's a little bit more outstanding, maybe. So I don't even really. I think it's a three headed race between Dembski, Judge, and Rourke, and it's the O part of it. Like a lot of t- a lot of times, people confuse the O and the V in these awards, right? Like outstanding instead of valuable. So like, what the numbers that Rourke put up as a quarterback as a Canadian is freaking outstanding. And uh, it's just, it's tough if the voters are going to hold an injury against him. Like I get it. It it was a significant amount of time being missed, but I would, I would have a hard time uh, not giving it to Rourke, but Dembski and and judge, they had great seasons too. Dembski, like, like the second half, he's just been on fire. But hold on on Keen Schaefer Baker, 935 yards this season. He, he could get 1,000 in Calgary. It, yeah, it could happen. No, I guess so. Five yeah. touchdowns. Uh, he's got a 14.8 average per catch, which beats his average from last year, actually. Uh, I, Maybe I'm just trying not to be a rider homer. I don't know. But I, I, think he's, <laughs> I think he's been like sort of – they could have used him a lot yeah, more. Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking. Yeah, like he – Last year, it just seemed like he was like that breakout guy, right? And then this year, it just seemed like they would have him lining up as a running back and stuff that was just kind of stupid. But that's just yeah. Jason Moss. So. Yeah, and Dembski, especially after Labor Day, he missed a few games. And he's he's got 772 yards in 13 games, but at 10 touchdowns. So, (laughs) and Cam Judge, uh, the defensive player, I mean, if you're going to be starting every single week on that defense and that caliber of team, you're doing something right. He's 27 years old. He uh, 77 tackles, four sacks, two interceptions, two touchdowns, two forced fumbles. (laughs) This is a tough, I think it's a very tough decision. Uh, it's it's probably the toughest one. Yeah, Yeah. it's got to be the toughest one. I think Zach is MOP. Um, What what is phenomenal here about Nathan Rourke is he's played in nine games. He's got the highest completion percentage in the CFL among starters. Still top ten in yards and second in touchdown passes. (laughs) He was outstanding. Like, he's... Yeah, he's outstanding. Shows how good he, he was, the most, man. I guess. Well, and and if he can, if he can actually, you know, look decent and shake off the rust in this one quarter that they're going to give him this week, if he runs the table, like I know they, it's based on the regular season, not the playoffs, but we could see an outstanding playoffs for him, maybe. The Riders had, uh, yeah, we could see. You're right. Uh, Darnell Sankey was their MOP and most outstanding defensive player. Uh, the yep. most outstanding defensive player from Calgary is Sean Lemon, uh, Willie Jefferson in Winnipeg. Uh, it probably is going to be Lorenzo Malden from Ottawa against Lemon or Sankey. I think that. Hey, it's another another tough choice. I, I'm not a voter. I I, uh, I don't really envy them. I, I do a little bit because <laughs> they get to vote. <laughs> but on one yeah. hand, oh, these are tough choices to make. Like I, yeah, I agree between Sankey and Lemon. Uh, that's kind of where it is. In the East, I mean, the West. 
Um, I hope Sankey can get it. Like, I guess that is my rider Homer in me, but he, he definitely deserved to be their outstanding player nominee too. Um, but Lemon had a very, very good year. So yeah. it's, Tough choice for voters again. Sankey, 115 tackles, three sacks, one interception, and one forced fumble. So there's uh, his stats for the season. That's that's where we are right now at this point of the season. The last week before the playoffs, I mean, the Bombers are home to the Lions, three-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under set at 50-and-a-half. I do not envy the – makers of the betting lines on weeks like this either. But uh, I'd say the biggest news of the week is, and it's kind of like a preseason, we'll be seeing some players that uh, are looking to, you know, impress the coaches into this last season and carrying over into next year. And at the same time, it can be tough to evaluate a quarterback. He's not playing against ones and he's not playing with ones as well. Uh, but Nathan Rourke's going to be playing for the Lions, and we don't know how much. It might just be a quarter or so. And In, in the media interview, they weren't really they weren't really sugarcoating it. He says he's not really down for doing any designed runs or things like that. He did say that, hey, he can move around the pocket and things like that. But that has to be the biggest news of the week, being able to watch Rourke again. And who knows if he gets three or four series uh, in Winnipeg. (laughs) Tammy making an appearance on (laughs) Do It Out Here. Hey, is she a Nathan Rourke fan? She probably can't hear me. Uh, But But being able to see Rourke on the field, I think will be awesome. And, Will he pick up right where he left off in the middle of the season? That's a that's a lot of rust. I like it's going to be because there's getting back into shape and then there's game shape, right? Uh, it's like I know it's it's like wrestlers when they have you know six months off and they come back and they get into the ring. You got to shake off that ring rust, right? So he's going to have to he's going to have to get that first hit. He's going to have to get that first scramble around in the pocket and and just get comfortable again or else he's going to be thinking about it the whole time. Right. So, but if, if he is good to go and he, he looks good to go, then that one, two punch of him and Vernon Adams is going to be awesome in the playoffs. I think this kind of makes the playoffs a lot more intriguing in the West, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you have three teams, any three of those teams could win the way I see it. Like if, I agree. if they're healthy, yeah, any, it's anybody's race. It's not Winnipeg doesn't have this locked up like everyone thinks, but maybe they do. Who <laughs> knows? <laughs> Those Calgary defensive lines, like the thing about Rourke is how fast he gets the ball off. So are they going to be able to get pressure on him? I mean, they're going to be trying it in Winnipeg as well, putting their ears back and trying to make him test that foot and make him run during the playoffs. The Lions, of course, hosting the Stampeders November 6th, the Western semifinal. Farhan Lauji tweeting that uh, on Tuesday, 10,000 tickets were sold for that game in one day. That's tickets awesome. just went on sale to the general public today, the, the day that we're releasing this show. 
So there seems to be some uh, excitement for playoff football in Vancouver. I don't know if you, you heard about this. The Seattle Seahawks, they yeah. sent out a message to their Canadian season ticket holders with a pre-sale code to the BC Lions playoff game. So, yeah, I, I, I hope we get a massive crowd in Vancouver for that Western semifinal. As for that, and that's sorry to interrupt you here, but I think that's huge. Like when an yeah, NFL yeah. team is going to have that collaboration, and I, I'm sure to them there's not that many Canadian season ticket holders, but like that is a great kind of partnership there where they can build on in the future, hopefully. Yeah, and uh, it's cool to be fans of both leagues if you want to be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So sure. I, I think that goes a long way. I think there's a feeling that ah. Uh, CFL is not the show. It's not. It's not this. It's not that. Uh, whatever. So, the, the, if the Seahawks are going to be, <laughs> it's such a little thing, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but heck, maybe even an American will uh, make the short trip up. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, up to Vancouver, and it helps that the Seahawks are on the road that week. They are in Arizona, so that probably played into it uh, <laughs> as well. For for Winnipeg, Drew Wolitarski back practicing. Uh, do you think could we see Greg Ellingson onto the field? He has practiced in full this week as well. He's marked as questionable. Uh, Nick Dembski's not going to be playing this week, and of course they're going to be sitting a lot of starters. It, it's not even really probably worth going through that injury report, but <laughs> with. With the chemistry that Zach Kolaris has had now with Dembski and with Schoen, you add Ellingson to the mix, and Kolaris and Ellingson, they kind of go way back. They played together in Hamilton, and they had a good connection early on this season as well. (laughs) They have quite the formidable aerial attack going into the playoffs as well. Ellingson's played in seven games. Uh, 572 yards, three touchdowns on the season. That would be just another added piece to the puzzle in Winnipeg if he's able to play in the playoffs. Well, yeah, and I think that if he's even like if he's even close to being ready, he needs to get some game action before the playoffs because they have the bye week next week or whenever the playoffs start and. Uh, so if you want to get that hit, like I said, with Rourke, like get that hit, get, make sure you're comfortable. It's best to get that in this kind of meaningless game, get in there for a couple of series and shake the rust off and make sure you're ready to go for that Western final. Toronto's going to be hosting Montreal. It's a triple header on Saturday, basically preseason games here. The Argos are three-point favorites. Uh, Trevor Harris will not be playing for the Alouettes. Uh, instead, Dominic Davis and Davis Alexander sharing the quarterbacking duties. As for the Argos, Chad Kelly will be getting his start at quarterback here. I think he's only attempted 10 passes on the season, but uh, he brings a popular last name with him. We'll see how he fares uh, against Montreal. I- I'm wondering to to see who they're going to be giving the ball to on Offense, will Daniel Adababoye be carrying the ball? I'd like to see him getting the start there. But these teams, 
I mean, there is a pretty good chance Hamilton will have a thing or two to say about it, that they're going to meet in the Eastern final at BMO Field as well. And they're probably going to be giving us the most vanilla uh, offenses possible. But, hey, we, we want to see, especially in a player like Davis Alexander and Chad Kelly, those are some uh, names that CFL fans could watch this week uh, and hopefully for years to come if they have pretty good performances here and going forward for their teams. We've seen Chad Kelly. He can make an impact on short yardage. Um, but where, where do you think uh, players or teams, and I don't think they really want to focus on it, but there are some receiving races and some rushing races that still need to be figured out this week. Now, we already talked about BC Winnipeg. James Butler is, what, he's about 34 yards behind Kadeem Carey for the league lead in rushing. He's also played two more games than Kadeem Carey. So that just shows you how good of a year that uh, Kadeem Carey has had. And since they play last, if uh, Butler passes him by 30 yards, I'm sure the Stamps will... Here, man. <laughs> three, But at the same time, you want to keep guys healthy. So th- th- that's the balancing act, I think. Well, and I think it's going to depend, too, is if any of these guys have anything in their contracts for, like, a bonus yeah. that if they, you know, finish top in the league or whatever. But it's risky because if it you <laughs> if you try to get, you know, 50 yards, let's say, carry needs or whatever, like – yeah, you get what you bust a big run, and then at the end you blow your ACL. Like it's just you. I think I think these at least I for sure know the three Western teams will be coached well enough that I don't think they're going to be too worried about the staying healthy is the name of the game here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, in the East, you have a few some younger coaches other than Machocha, but uh, I, I just I think. If, if it's me, I'm, as you said, as vanilla as possible. You're just trying to get through these this game healthy, and then you can start working on what you're going to do to surprise everyone in the next game. You know, that's also uh, the, the receiving race in the CFL is pretty close as well. Dalton Schoen has 1,357 yards. Uh, Dominic Rimes is... 11 yards behind that. And uh, Eugene Lewis also has over 1,300 yards. But he has 91 catches there. So Gino, Rhymes, shown like, <laughs> don't tell me those guys don't want to lead the league in uh, receiving, but I'm sure their uh, coaches will have a thing or two to say about that. Um, Ottawa is hosting the Tiger Cats. The, the Cats are one-point favorites. Come on, the the Red Blacks want to get a home win. <laughs> they want to, but is it going to happen? Well, don't you think that the Cats need to figure out what's going to be, like, will Dane Evans be healthy enough? Like, are they going to need to give Schiltzburg reps? They kind of got to figure that out, don't they? Well, yeah, I think if you're Hamilton, you, they may be the one team that are going to be trying a little bit more because they need to get in the rhythm because – We've said it before, like Hamilton needs a little bit of respect or whatever, but a lot of people are already saying Toronto Montreal is going to be the East final. So I think 
I think they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder. They're getting into the playoffs, you know, at the end at the with the Riders' help <laughs> being atrocious for the past six games. Um, but I think they need to show that they belong there, if that makes sense. And so they definitely have to figure out about Evans and Schultz. And Schultz, he's capable, I think. I think he, he's a very capable backup, and we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But I think they're going to be fired up. The one team maybe that's fired up in this whole triple header exhibition game. Super Saturday. I'm sure I'm sure TSM loves that Montreal and Hamilton, you know, cuts, couldn't get stuff done or whatever to make it so that there's some sort of meaning in these games. Uh, Dane Evans, they're, they're marking it as a uh, thumb injury, but practicing in full. And I, I think the running backs are something to watch in Hamilton as well. So uh, they're calling it a quad injury. Wes Hills didn't play last week for the Cats. Don Jackson did, but Don Jackson came in and looks like he maybe banged up his wrist. He didn't practice Tuesday, practiced uh, limited on Wednesday. And roster sizes in the CFL is another thing to consider. You might have to play starters for yeah. at least a little bit here. Uh, Hills has become, I think, a pretty good option for the Cats. Now, he's only gotten into five games, but... 343 yards, one touchdown. So he's averaging uh, 5.4 yards a carry. He's a, he's a big guy, six foot one, 218 pounds. Not a running back that I want to attempt to tackle. Uh, the Ty Cats uh, signing Mike Daly uh, back with the Cats. I believe he did start in the Grey Cup last year. Uh, but he's played 91 games over seven seasons for the Cats, so that does add some experience in the back end, uh, maybe even on special teams heading into the playoffs. For Ottawa, <laughs> again, what are they going to do? They're probably going to try to win a game here for their hometown fans. Um, it, it does appear oh, that... that Jalen Acklin has been practicing in full. He's missed the last couple games here. Uh, William Powell not practicing, Tavon Smith, Jackson Bennett, Lorenzo Malden not practicing. So whether it's injuries or they're, they're just uh, they're going to not play in this last game, we'll have to see. Uh, fantasy is like just <laughs> playing this week. <laughs> it's just yeah. your crystal ball or throwing darts and seeing what happens. But uh, R.J. Harris has only got into four games this year. And then last week, he had seven catches for 62 yards. Maybe that's an option to uh, put in your fantasy lineup this week. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, we get players out there making some plays at TD Place Saturday, a part of this triple header. The last part of the triple header is the Stamps, five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, over-under, set at 49. A congratulations to Derek Wigan of the Stampeders, who has won the uh, or been pre presented with the President's Ring Award for 2022. It's something the Stamps have been doing for 55 years. That's quite the tradition that the Stampeders go. So congrats to Derek Wigan for that. Kamar Jordan back practicing and Malik Henry was at practice as well. 
what interesting note is, what are they going to do with the quarterback? It does appear that Bo Levi Mitchell will be getting some action here. And it does appear that this is going to be his final appearance in red and white at McMahon Stadium playing football. So hopefully he gets the send-off he deserves from the Stampeder faithful. And, hey, for the, on that note, it might be the last time we see Fajardo wearing green and white for the Riders. <laughs> uh, you might see, if, if Bo signs in Ottawa, you might see red and white. And <laughs> that's true. Robot. You better, better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, hey, is Charleston Hughes going to play after this? Like, are they going to get him onto the roster? I I don't know what's going to happen in this one. I, I, to be honest, I hope that they put Charleston on the on the, yeah. the roster yeah. because, like, if this is his last game, which it probably would be, it'd be fitting for it to be a man, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think that'd be a nice thing to do, but um, who knows? He may want to play again next year. I, I, to be honest, I don't think the Riders should bring him back, uh, unless it's like for a coaching role. Like, I'm sure he'd be a decent coach. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't dress Fajardo either if I'm the Riders. Uh, if they're dressing Fajardo, it must mean that Delagala is not in the plans for next year because you would think that they would want to see Fine and Delagala split the yeah. reps. But maybe, maybe that DUI, they might think it might have a border issue or something. I don't know. They might have moved on from him already. But like, I think it was nice. It was good that they played Cody this last game at home here. Um, but at the same time, like the way that Cody's been in the media, like he's, he's obviously been miffed and he, he feels a little scorned here. And uh, I, I can't blame him, but Bo hand, is handling it a little better than Cody is with his answers with the media and stuff. So um, I, I wouldn't bring Cody. I think it's kind of a distraction now, but, but Bo definitely deserves to play hopefully and get that, get a, a very good at, applause from the crowd there because he he's still the winningest quarterback in CFL history, right? Uh, so, and he you did it all there. So. There's a lot of 19 jerseys in the stands, man. Yeah. Charleston yeah, Hughes just had four sacks this year. Three mm-hmm. forced fumbles. He's still, make, he, still making plays 38 yeah. years old. Uh, yeah. He's one how of my favorite he, CFL players of all time. So, how far is he back of the uh, the record? I well, he's got a hundred and thirty six sacks. So that's hundred. It's close to one hundred and fifty, I think, isn't it? I think it is. He, yeah. So if, I don't. If you got a team that allowed him to start, uh, I I don't doubt that he could get out there and get nine or ten next year, and that. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't put it past him. I'd love to see yeah. it, but they, well, uh, let's let's put it this way: Huff moved on from him, thinking he was done, right? And then he had another three years. Like he's one of those players that I think COVID affected the most because he's getting up to that yeah. age, and missing that whole season there, especially when the Riders were as loaded as they were on paper. I think that definitely was really unfortunate for him. 35 sacks in green and white over uh, 
well, two full seasons and yeah. then this yeah. season. Uh, yeah. Grover Covington, 157 career sacks. So Charleston Hughes is fifth all time. Uh, he would need four to move into fourth, uh, six to go into a tie for third, and then it's another 12 and then 15 to pass Alfred Payton and Grover Covington. So, But he's in the top five, uh, one of the best of all time. And, hey, back then they were issuing half sacks, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's kind of in the same boat Tyrell is in with his uh, pick this year. He's getting close to the top there, but he's not going to be able to. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. Uh, Cody Fajardo says he's going to test free agency. What's out there for him? I don't think it's going to be a starting gig. No, he's 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 going to be the best backup. I'm, I'm pretty sure you could be probably pretty say good, that. Yeah. Good person, um, uh, insurance policy, yeah. If there's a team that uh, – wants to use him for like a short yardage package or something like he'll thrive in that. I think um, it's just, it's going to be a, a, an ego check with him, right? Like he goes from being a starter. I just don't know if uh, back to the role that he was in yeah. before. Right. Uh. And like, I know he has aspirations of doing uh broadcasting, I think with uh, his, his alma mater down in the States. I think I've read that he or. I think he actually mentioned that on his uh, podcast he had with Harker. Oh. Um, I think that's what he kind of wants to do when he retires is go into broadcasting. So I don't know. It, what what do you pay a backup like Cody to do short yardage and stuff like that? Like is he going to make 200 grand? Like, I don't know like what the, I don't really know what the contracts for backup quarterbacks are. So we'll have to see. He's, he's got a, a young kid and young family and he's got to do what's best for him. Man, some, uh, some magical moments, uh, with him, but couldn't and quite, Jesus sprinkles. Yeah. Couldn't <laughs> quite get to the gray cup. And then, uh, now <laughs> how short memories that, uh, Ryder nation oh. has. <laughs> like I, I had that rant on Twitter, but the riders treated him like, and in, in the end here, like the, Yes, he was. He wasn't playing as he was, but they didn't protect him with an O line. He saw ghosts. Um, it's just, I don't blame him for being mad. I think Craig Dickinson handled this terribly. Um, if they wanted to do this move, it should have been six games ago, like when there was still chance to see if Fine or Dalagala had anything, or 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 you trade for Vernon Adams. Like, I, I just. This whole season was just a colossal, colossal waste of time for Ryder fans, and it's so frustrating. <laughs> this episode of Two and Out brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic, to say the least, and Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees, and even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage their coverage at any time and on any device. So that makes life easier for them and for you. You've got this. When it comes to group coverage for your small business, an Alberta Blue Cross has got your back. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. Who are you picking to win the games this week? I am going to roll with Winnipeg, uh, Toronto, Ottawa, Calgary. 
I think well, we got the book. We it's it's so hard to pick. We got the bookends though, because I'm picking Winnipeg and Calgary. I think Montreal is going to beat Toronto. I just I don't know why, but I think Montreal is going to beat Toronto, and I, can't I think hold against you. It's in Ottawa, so again, until I'm proven wrong, Ottawa loses at home. So I'm looking at a fantasy lineup, but I probably won't keep it. Stamps defense, Brandon, Brendan O'Leary, Orange from Winnipeg, Geno Lewis, Kamar Jordan, uh, who knows, Jackson Bennett, but he hasn't been practicing, so i got to find a running back there. I put Diedrich Mills from Calgary. He might be the only one that stays in my lineup, and I currently have Bo Levi Mitchell, but I might try to put uh, – Chad Kelly in there just to see what happens. Or Caleb Evans. You don't know how many rushing touchdowns he's going to add to his number uh, <laughs> this week for the Red Blacks. Uh, yeah, it's crap. I went with Drew Brown. Uh, for my running backs, I got John. Uh, yeah, Johnny Augustine because I think they're going to sit Oliveira maybe and see what he can do. Uh, I got Jesson Antwi. Antwi. Um, again, who knows? Jake Winicky, Rasheed Bailey. My flex is Jamal Morrow because I had so much money left over. <laughs> and then the Calgary defense. There you go. That's uh, week 21 of the CFL season. And then we wrap up this final week, wrap up the season on Monday, and then all of a sudden it's playoffs. Is Dickinson fired on Monday? Well, it'd be interesting to note, when is that uh, they have to do it it's either Monday when the changes come or after the Grey Cup, right? Yeah, so, I, I can't remember if it's like if it's just the week of the Grey Cup that they can't do anything. I think so. I think playoffs. so. I can't remember, but we'll see. Uh, it's going to be a heck of an offseason for Ryder fans. Let's just say that. Hey, we made some sort of show for this final season or final week of uh, the 2022 season. You can rate, review, and subscribe to Two and Out on your favorite podcatcher. And if you want to look at our mugs, you can go on uh, YouTube. You can ring the bell, get notified every single time an episode comes out. Click like on there and, hey, leave a comment on there as well. Talk to you on Monday, wrapping up week 21. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.